authentic conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is October the 8th, 2014. Hope you're having a fantastic uh, hump day today. This is the first time I've said that and didn't think about that camel walking through the movie theater. If you haven't seen that commercial, it is really funny because I think at some point there is a sign to each one of us, and especially me and you, some fool that is. For lack of a better choice of words, was birthed to irritate the hell of a, out of us for such a time as now. And possibly, you may not believe it, you may be that fool that's getting on someone else's nerves. Bottom line is, why does God allow us to have such mess go on in our lives for less of a reason at the worst of times? Well, I'm going to tell you, nothing in your life is coincidental, absolutely nothing. Nothing is an accident. When we find these people, circumstances, situations, even things or events that tend to have, you know, there's this um, this song that says God's got a blessing with your name on it. He's also got a test with your name on it. With that, that test, in many ways, um, it's hard to distinguish from the temptation that is sent against you from the other side of the realm, meaning the enemy, meaning Satan, meaning evil, meaning uh, people that absolutely mean you the least of good. Well, I'm going to read something to you real quick that comforts me um, beyond measure, and I'm going to try to find this thing and just read it to you. It's not getting biblical, not getting scriptorial, because I know I have a lot of you guys that are not, um, you know, not necessarily practicing Christianity. But this is a good word for all of us. It's good for you, my Islamic brothers and sisters, those of you that are Buddhist and Hindu. This is something that I think we could all pin to our the walls of our minds. This is something that on your worst of days, I would urge you to remember. It reads like this, and if you want to Google this and print it out, it's uh, Matthew uh, chapter 6, starting at verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Now, I'm going to interject some things while I read this. So if you're going, Dr. Young, I didn't see that in there. That's because it's stuff that I'm throwing in. That's why you don't see it in there. But it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Just stopping there for a minute. How much of your life is consumed with an ongoing state of discontent. I will be the first to admit, yeah, Dr. Young has this show. Yeah, Dr. Young writes these books, all of that. And isn't it weird I'm referring to myself in third person? That kind of makes me feel a little crazy. But the truth of it is, like yourself, every I am sitting up thinking about something that has already been fixed. A friend of mine and mentor of mine, Deborah Smith, and I were talking the other day, and she said, you know, I was sharing some of my moments, which God knows I have them. She's, and I told her, I said, you know, Deborah, I, it seems that I have a ongoing battle in my mind sometimes. That battle is waged against me from so many different angles. The battle of emptiness, the battle of loneliness, the battle of depression, the battle of business, the battle of dealing with crazy folk. But I said to Deborah, 
I may be fighting bears, and they are definitely clawing, biting, and biting me back. But at the end of the day, when I get in a fight, you better help the bear because I'm in this fight for the distance. And she said, well, I got some news for you. The fight is fixed, meaning that God is on your side. Now, I'm going to keep reading this. It says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? And, and what that means is, isn't there more to life than the thing that you're hungering for right now? Isn't it bigger than that? It says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. In other words, look at all the trite stuff that gets worked out. So don't you know God's got the big things? And it says, are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying about a single hour to your life, and and what that means is, can will you live any longer just because you're worried? It says, and why do you worry about clothes? In other words, why are you worrying about how you look to folk? And then it says, see how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor is dressed like one of these, meaning that there are some things that no matter how much you plan it out, still ain't going to go right. And then there are things that you don't plan at all, and despite all of your foolishness, it works out in your favor. It says, if that is how God clothes the grass, which is here today and gone tomorrow, meaning, you know, the winter takes the grass. It says, so do not worry, saying, what am I going to eat? In other words, don't get caught up in the moment. You know, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, how you look to other people, what's being poured into you. It says, for the pagans run after these things, meaning people that don't have much sense. And you're, and God knows you need this stuff. Then it says, seek first the kingdom of heaven. And what, and what that means is, you know, keep your mind on higher things. And it's righteousness, meaning, and you stay true to the game. You stay true to you. And all these things will be given to you, meaning that this will all work out. It says, for don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. It says, each day has enough trouble of its own. And that's true. You got enough stuff to deal with today, man. You don't need to be working that. So here's the question. You're probably going, Dr. D, what can I do? right now uh, to take care of what's happening in my life. Um, how can I get past this moment? How can I overcome what is bothering me? I'm going to give you some answers to that. And believe me, I, you know, I, I hear Bishop Jakes make that comment. I'm going to buy this tape myself. If anybody needs to be listening to this, it will be me. So, um, Dr. D, when you're listening to your own thing, man, you might want to take your own advice, as people say. Now, I want, I want you to check out something. Have you ever noticed that when someone does something wrong to you, cuts you in line, uh, they break a promise, they don't do what they said they would do, you you go and get this tendency right then. You start looking at them. You're mean mugging them. They, you know, you, you're ready to do something strange to them. You're ready to get medieval. You know, you might even think about things that you could say uh, to the person. You're driving in traffic. You want to shoot them the finger. You you want to pick up the phone and, and let them know how much you really, truly don't give a damn. I mean, just all of this stuff. And then... You may even sit back and just brood over all of this mess that you have to deal with. Perhaps even when you get alone, you just shout out. Women are good for that. They they have enough sense to scream and cry. Men, we walk around and carry this stuff in, and then we end up uh, the, uh, fell out. We fall out on the floor, and the dog is walking past, looking us in the eye, licking us. Time to get up. What the hell is wrong with you? So there, there are things that can set off a chain reaction within us, and then we go into this p either a pity party, rage. We start talking to ourselves over and over again. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I have, 
<laughs> I love it. My producers go, oh, God, what is he getting ready to say now? All right. I'm just going to keep it real. You guys have heard me talk about this Internet issue and all this junk I've had to deal with lately, right? And I swear, no joke, just being totally honest, I have thought of everything. And, I, and I'm not saying so if this goes, if this guy ends up with something happening to him, I don't want the police at my door. But I have just thought about, dude, if if you guys ever see that movie, uh, movie television show called The Blacklist, if you haven't watched it, watched it. But I want to act like Red, you know. If you went to see The Equalizer, I want to do a Denzel. I want to show up at these people's dough snatch him out the house, give him a good old-fashioned ass whooping. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm not lying, and I think about it, and, and it was so funny. I swear I'm being so transparent with you right now. While I'm thinking about this stuff, I'm actually thinking about the alibi. Okay, well, damn, I got to fly to this city to kick this guy's butt. So when I snatch him and kidnap him, they're going to be able to track that I caught a flight from Houston to California. And, you know, and then if I rough him up too much, you know, what about evidence? And, you know, and I'm just, I know damn well I'm not fixing to do none of this. Now, in my mind, child, please, I have done it this week. Oh, Lord, I've flown to California about six times in the last five to four weeks and, and done some medieval stuff to some folks. But reality is, can I really do that? No. So then what you find yourself doing is this happens too many times. The next person who perpetuates something negative toward you, who winds up getting on your last nerve, be this person your spouse, your sibling, your child. They they don't even know they stepped over the line with you. It could be some innocent little woman in the store. And here you go. You just went straight to the hood on these people. You you've snatched them, you cursed somebody out, you've given somebody a look that could kill. And not only has that, you know, you have the two little angels, one on one shoulder telling you, man, don't do that. The other one on the other shoulder saying, go ahead. It's going to feel so, so very good. And now you're standing there. You done cussed out the, your supervisor at work. You cussed out your boss. You told your husband the, how impotent he is and, you know, he, he is, you know, what's wrong with everything about him and his mom and them. You've gotten to a point where, you done acted such a damn fool over your girlfriend's house that you belong on Love and Hip Hop L.A. I mean, you went, you didn't turn into Jocelyn Hernandez on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I mean, you just lost your damn mind for less of a reason. And can you take it back? No, you can't take it back. What do you think? You can't unslap the hell out of nobody. You can't uncurse people out. You can't go to human resources and tell them, but I really need this job. I did not mean to take the coffee cup and bust my boss in the head with it, but that's what you did. Now, that is called an amygdala hijack. The amygdala is this little almond-shaped part of your brain where uh, your emotion connects to your limbic system. And your limbic system is where you get that fight-or-flight response stuff, right? Now, all of a sudden, you have taken yourself to the dark side only to find out that what the hell have I done? And then some, for some of you, you ended up in the back of a police car. It's somebody, and yes, I'm talking to you, so if, if this applies to you, you know God got you listening to this show right now, right now, the Holy Spirit told you. Let me please, child. I'm a, I, you a fool. I got a fool that can help you. His name is Doctor Young. <laughs> so <laughs> please pay attention to every waking second of what he has to say. Well, if that's the case, and if you're listening to this program right now, chances are God did direct you here. Now, here's what I want you to do: stop and think. When they put them handcuffs on you, or when you find your mind mentally and emotionally handcuffed, who's hurting the most? Is it you or the person that caused you the pain? You know, this outward reaction that you've had 
the consequences may last a few minutes or maybe even a few hours. But if you went and said or did something, like let's let's just say I was able to reach out with all of the sweetness. And you, you, I don't know if you've ever watched the show The Boondocks, but there is an episode with a pimp named Slickback. I know for all of my Anglo listeners, they're going, what the hell is he talking about? Listen, it's a show on Cartoon Network called uh, The Boondocks. Possible. Google it, and you will see this episode with a pimp named Slickback where he puts ass for some powder to be put in his hand, right? And slap the, you know, what out of somebody. But if you put some baby powder in your hand and you just happen to tee off like you're in the U.S. Open and you're on the on the 18th hole trying to make sure that you break par and you struck somebody like you'd strike that golf ball and now you are having to go to court next week, next month, you just got bailed out, or you just cussed out your boss and, yes, it felt good, it does not feel good now that you're unemployed, you have told your husband or your wife, I won't get my stuff, I'm leaving. Okay, all right, you through. Now you've written a check that your butt cannot cash. What makes this even worse? You, you've given in to the dark side. The people that you have harmed, meaning innocent children, yourself, you may have just harmed yourself. You're sitting there scratching your head, crying, and got some, and here's the worst part. Now you done got to act a fool with a fool. So now the fool is yelling back at you. They blowing up your phone left and right. You trying to go to work and keep your job, and the, you cut your cell phone off. They call into the switchboard, and you're gonna like, don't call me at work. And you you don't even have a desk job. You work in a salon. You work at a uh, at a hospital. You work at a factory, and somebody calling you to the phone because you done got into it with a fool. So now this fool has caused you to become a fool. You remember I said your little reaction? It took a few moments, not even a few minutes for you to do it, but now for weeks. And for some of you right now, this is something you did years ago. Your butt went and drank, smoked that joint, and you drove your car, and somebody's dead, and you cannot sleep at night because you got that person walking through the corridors of your mind and possibly even your house, you know, rattling chains and whatever ghosts do. This is why people who seemingly at first or at some point just got along just fine, just loved each other to death, end up getting in a heated blow-up and never speak again. This is why your spouse is looking at you saying, you know what, it's a wrap. Like in my business, I deal with people that don't manage their emotions well. They act like damn children, and they end up having what is a good person Tell them, you know what? I can't deal with you no more. You are crazy. You don't. You threatening to leave me. You won't get in the bed because you're mad. Let me tell you something, people. Before I even get into how you can control this, always, always before you take it there, ask yourself this: Is this worth my freedom? Is this worth my money? And is this worth my time? Because you know, those are things that you can typically not get back um, no matter what you do, no matter how much you try, because these things that you're doing just aren't going to dissipate. They're going to be things that when you look up, um, you're going to see firsthand that this is it. This is a wrap. You know, this is one of these times that I can't apologize uh, this away 
And if I even say I'm sorry, nobody's going to believe me. Nobody's going to take me serious. What am I going to do? How am I going to handle a situation? How am I going to make this bullet go back into the gun? Well, I'm going to tell you something. You're not. You're not. You cannot fix this. This little deal that you just uh, did is straight up boo-boo. Nothing we can say, nothing we can do. And as we put ourselves in this situation, we have to take a moment and ask ourselves, you know what, was it worth it? Was it really? Is, and some of you right now, you are in the midst of this moment where you can stop it. You could actually stop the stupidity and the foolishness that you're about to have hijack your life. You can right now just you know, okay, yeah, you did just call his mama the B word. You just told your wife how fat she is. You just told your husband that, you know, he has something in his pants that's the size of a toddler. Whatever it was you just said, you that you can actually fix, well, maybe not fix it, but you could actually learn from it. And that's the first path, first step in taking what was meant to curse you and maybe possibly converting that to a blessing. Now, here's what I want you to hear, and please listen to this. The time you spend in your head thinking how terrible others are to you is time spent creating a problem that is going to come out of your thoughts and become part of your reality. See, most people don't know what will finally set them off, but when that last straw and that last nerve gets hit, it's downhill from there. If that's where you are right now, it's time for you to just put this in check. Here's something I wasn't even going to say, but you know when you listen to this show, I say get a pen and paper, get you some chalk, get a Crayola, whatever. Write this down. Is what I'm saying right now worth the three to five years and for some of you the lifetime of fallout that I'm going to get from it? And if you have already opened your big mouth and said something you didn't have no damn business saying, When you get through listening to this program today, and I'm talking about the minute it goes off the air at 1.01 p.m. uh, Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, maybe you should humble yourself and make a phone call, or better yet, get in your car and go see the person face-to-face and say, you know what, I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell I have my moments, and I may have one again, but I'm sorry. But I'm going to tell you this. You can't keep doing this same stuff over and over and expect a different outcome, okay? You may feel good about slapping the hell out of somebody. I told you I wanted to take a trip to California and be like red on the blacklist. I was going to – I mean, I done pictured it. You dig? I pictured just pulling up and parking down the street and having some big Italian guys that, hey, you, come here, man, you're going to take the ride, huh? You know, I put a bag over his head, put a bag over his head. Let's take him somewhere we're going. And when that bag pops off, it's going to be like, pop, go to weasel. It's going to be me. I'm Jack. I'm coming out the box. But reality is, if I did that, I would be charged with kidnapping. If that fool said something to me, I'd be charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. It ain't worth it. And being honest, in reality, life is too short and death is too long to be regretting using somebody else as your punching bag or allowing them to use your mind and your thoughts and your memories as their doormat. Because some of these people, are, like you're working with a supervisor right now, and you every time they walk by, you want to just walk back. You know how we were little kids, you went back and kick somebody in the ankle or the heel or make them fall down or that kind of thing. But 
you ask yourself, what kind of things can I do to pre- prevent this buildup from happening? Now, it's not that you need to put on rose-colored glasses and see everyone is wonderful. As a matter of fact, a lot of these people you're pissed at, hell, I'd be pissed at them too. But you need to learn to diffuse the coffee brewing before it starts percolating in your head. Think of it as you, I know you might not know what a pressure cookie is because a lot of y'all can't cook any, well, that's another show. But there's this thing called a pressure cooker, or some of you have had the teapot, you know, the one that whistles, you know, when the tea is ready. And that's you. The only difference is you don't have a pressure cooker and you don't have a whistle. You just blow up and boil over on yourself and everybody else. I want you to hear some things. Remember that it is the human way to do something we shouldn't do to other people from time to time. You know, that's just in us. Uh, But you got to remember something now. Before you get all hot and bothered about how somebody did you, think about your own faults. And think about you want to beat them up for something that you probably have done. Yeah, I said it. Think about what's what they said or did. Somebody lied to you like you ain't lied to nobody. Stop lying. You're lying to yourself right now. Hell, you lie to you all the time. You get in the mirror. I look good. No, you don't, child. That weed that you got does not look good. That dress is too tight. Homeboy, you do not have a six-pack, especially every time you let your stomach back out. You hold your stomach in when the women are looking. When they turn around, you let it back out. And then what you don't know is one sister's looking at you in the mirror, and you looking two months, three months. Some of you, I saw a man that looked like he was pregnant with triplets yesterday. There's something wrong with that, ain't it? Oh, anyway. But turn the golden rule around. Do uh, you know? Don't only do unto others as you like them to do you, but do them as you like to be treated. If someone is is, is throwed, if somebody's taking advantage of you, okay, the game will get them. You don't have to. If you are married to somebody that talks to you crazy, you don't have to cuss them out. You don't have to do nothing. Matter of fact, let me tell you something. Be you and let them be them. Even with a little kid, if your child says, you know what, I hate you. I'm like that man, uh, the football player that's in the news right now. I believe in whooping a kid's butt. I ain't going to lie. I, I'll get a switch. <laughs> Never mind. But But the point I'm making is sometimes you have to allow people room to be human. After all. Aren't you human? Aren't you imperfect? Don't you make mistakes? Of course you do. And when you make these mistakes, think it through. Here's here's the next thing, and we're going to go to break today and come right back. But I want you to think about this. The person that cut you off, yeah, they may have been rude. The person that's cut you off, that's talking about you and you heard it, is mistreating you at work, before you say something to them, Say something to yourself. Stop and just think, you know what, do I really right now need to slap the hell out of Susie? If I cuss this fool out, what are the consequences to me? How is it? I mean, it may not even be any consequences. It may just be, uh, you know, you live over in, in your crib somewhere in the hood and Sister so-and-so bars some of those butter beans. What the hell are butter beans? I don't know where they came from. But, you know, they borrowed whatever, a ham hock. Uh, I hope y'all ain't eating ham hock either. Let me use a different example. Okay, let's just say somebody borrowed something and, and just failed to return it for the last several weeks, a month or never. You have to look at this and just say, you know, how am I going to change somebody? when all they're doing to me is being who they are. I mean, just stop and have a talk with you about it. And then here's the deal. Bring up issues you need to raise when you are calm and in control. Don't go over there talking to your husband and your little short. No, you can't do that. 
brother, you can't talk to your wife and be trying to act just like your mama. I'm, no, no, that's not how that works. Take a moment. Take a deep breath. And before you exhale, make sure your breath don't stink with words that are foul. Or if your breath stinks, use one of these little things I use. What is it? Listerine pocket packs. But the point I am making is simply this. Before you open your mouth, think about what's about to come out of it. And here's another thing before we go to break. Start each new day. Just start it. Each new day as is as if it's your first day. And the person that bugged you yesterday, I'm not going to say that they should be your friend today. That's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. But the negative experience you had with that person at work might be overshadowed by their attempts to help you. Now, let's just say, for instance, you're working with somebody that we know damn well that they're not going to change. Okay, so what? Is that person so significant in your world that you're going to let them just take over your your mill landscape? Huh? Are you going to let someone hijack you like that? I I warn you, don't do it. Anyway, check this out. We're going to come right back. We're going to take a two-minute break. Here's a little something from my boy Brian Courtney Wilson. We'll be right back in two minutes. Man, I've been to a lot of beautiful churches. And they were filled with so many beautiful people. It was a pleasure to be there. There's just this one church in Houston, Texas. I had to write a song about Cause they love me They would say You can run, you can run You can run, you can run But there's no hiding place You can't deny Don't try to fight Cause we love you And there is nothing you could ever do About If you get off track Turn around and come right back Because we love you And there is nothing you could ever do About If you lose your way You still got a place to stay So touch somebody Find out that they understand When you tell them what you've been through Who you are, what you had to do Hear them say that the God we serve has made a way For you to lay your burden down Rest and make a joyful sound Because we love you There is nothing you could ever do Oh no, about If you get off track Turn around and come right back Because we love you And there is nothing you could ever do if you lose your way, you still got a place to stay. So. Hey, now, isn't that cool? As a matter of fact, Brian is talking about my church, right? And there's this thing where we say that. We, we do have this, this little slogan, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. You dig? That ain't easy to say to a lot of folks. Matter of fact, if, let me just be honest. I, I don't know too many people I can really just look at them and say, I love you. There's nothing I can do about it. There's some people I can look at and say, I want to strangle the hell out of you, and there's nothing I can do about it, right? And you may be feeling that some kind of way about somebody, but here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you some practical tips on how to handle crazy folk. Because if you let a fool keep bothering you, you're going to end up being a fool too. Foolishness is contagious and so is ignorance, so is stupidity. You, now, stress is, un, is it's just inevitable. It walks in and out of our lives on a regular basis. And being real, it could easily just walk all over you unless you take action. So fortunately, uh, there are things that uh, that just we can do something about this. Uh, we can take over our lives. Uh, you, you know, we can take over our lives. There, there are things that um, if you want to move forward, 
you don't have to be held back. You really don't. You can take control of your life. What the first step is decide, and you can make this decision right now. I I want you to make the decision to not let anyone pimp you like you a $3 you-know-what on the corner. In order to take control of a problem, let's identify it. So here's step one. Get your pen and paper out. Get it out right now. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Write this down. The first key in handling somebody getting on your damn nerves is to figure out where the stress is coming from. Oftentimes when we're stressed, it seems like a big mess appearing from every angle, but it's really not that. When we start feeling like we're playing a game of dodgeball and ducking and and trying to bend and contort ourselves so that we get smacked by the ball, we are taking a defensive position. And and who is good at that? I mean, I one thing about dodgeball, didn't you always end up getting hit sooner or later? So there's no way you can dodge this stuff. So instead of feeling like you uh you know you you're a fat man having to watch the sandwich shop and if you are a fat man having to watch the sandwich shop don't take it personal bro it's only an example but quit eating off the damn buffet stop it now i hope there's no fat man working in a sandwich shop right now cuz if if that's true i just really hurt somebody's feelings i didn't mean to hurt your feelings big boy but just make yourself a tuna sandwich and leave the rest of the stuff alone. Uh, try to eat before you go to work. Okay, back to this. Feeling like you are just running here and there and still getting hit with a ball. Get specific and pinpoint what it is that you don't like about what this person or these circumstances are doing to you. You know, I'll give you an example. I'm going to go back to me again. I'm being transparent. I am so sick of this internet company that I did this business with. I want to strangle them, right? But what can I do? I got some choices. I could try to turn into red on the blacklist and run out there, and y'all will be reading about me on on uh, you know on entertainment this week, uh, watching me on TMZ. Yeah, Dr. D. Von Young, uh, relationship expert, had a relationship with whooping this man's. Well, you already get where I'm going, but. So when I think about it, I realize that is that really all that major? No. My website is up. It's working. We need to do some stuff. We need to get my branding and marketing back where it was. But I'm fine. I'm still, my phone is still ringing. I'm still seeing clients. I'm still every week getting new clients and new opportunities. You know, hell, while I was talking to you, my publicist just sent me a text message that made me smile, you know. So the point I'm making is whatever's going on in your life, just call, just pick it out and see what that is and don't make what's going on that's getting on your damn nerves your life. Just let it be this little place that it because that's all it is. It's a little place. Here's number two. Consider what you can control about that set of circumstances. You know, you you can't control this crazy woman that you're working with right now or this crazy man. You cannot control your in-laws or your new wife, your new husband, their kids, their dog, whatever the heck, you know, they little chihuahua and bitch you, whatever. But you can control how you allow it to affect you. You can control how you react to it, how you accomplish whatever you do, how you spend your time, how you spend your money. See, there are things, this stuff doesn't have you by your by your boobs or your butt or whatever in extremity you want to have grabbed, you know, don't get too nasty, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, so the first, the worst thing for stress is trying to take control of un- uncontrollable things, you know, because you will fail at that. How the hell are you going to control somebody that's crazy? You can't. You know, I, I got a client, and I'm not going to say too much because this, this is a good friend of mine too, but 
Well, I guess wouldn't nobody know because most of my clients have somebody like this in their life. Just get on their last nerve. Just crazy as a Bessie Bull, crazy as a bumblebee in a beer bottle, right? That was really country. But but the truth of it is, is the, you will just get more stressed out and feel more helpless the more you think about them. They've been crazy. This is not new. You've been knowing you've been dealing with a damn fool. You don't want to have a kid by him. You don't want to marry him. You know, at least dogs sniff each other before they mate. You didn't sniff this person out enough. Oh, well, you stuck with them. It is what it is. It is what it T-I-S is. That's black, but it is what it is. Anyway, take an example of a work project. Let's say the scope of the project's got you stressed out, and you take it over to your supervisor, and, you know, you, you break the process down into steps. Now, here's the other deal. Stress can be paralyzing. It will have you sitting up looking like a crackhead with a brand-new pipe. You you know, well, okay, maybe some of you haven't seen one of those. If you do, just go to the nearest weirdo in your family. But if you've seen them people that took too much Zoloft or those folks on them handlebars and, and Oxycontin sitting over there nodding and slobbing and going back and forth, you know, that's what stress does to you. It paralyzes you. It leaves you stuck in a hooked state. You have to do what is in what you, what's in your power to take this over. Now, this is number three. When you realize that, you know what, I can't do a damn thing about this fool, do what you love. Go. Let me tell you something, folks. I am as I, I'm just I'm just like you. I swear to God, I may know all of these terms and do this junk for a living, but I'm I'm being honest. I am just like you. When I find myself stressed out, what I would do, I used to sit in my house, sit at the, in, in front of the table, in front of the computer, and I'm listening to T.D. Jakes and Joyce Meyer and the Dalai Lama and everything else. So of late. I started back working out, and I didn't realize I used to be fine until I looked at some pictures. I ain't being conceited. I did a six-pack, B-cut, shoulder, all of this stuff. And I'm looking at me going, okay, Negro, you don't look like that right now. You ain't, you're not as bad as your boy that's over here working at the sandwich shop, but you don't look the way that you're capable of looking. So what I did, I started back walking. And when I walk, you know, in case any of you see me walking, I am not crazy talking to myself. I'm praying and talking to God. I'm praying in the spirit. Some of you people call it talking in tongues. No, I didn't believe in that either, but it's real because I do it. So I will walk and I will pray in the spirit and I will walk. And sometimes I'm walking just thanking God for everything that's right. I'm thanking God that I was able to drive myself to the park. And then I'll, I'll be at the park, dig, and I'll see the little babies out there with their moms and and they, they always speak to me. It's like little kids kind of be like, that poor guy, let me wave at him, right? And and I look at the animals and I listen to the birds sing and I see people out playing soccer. And yesterday I seen these two little white dudes out flying some remote control airplanes. And, you know, by the, I guess when I made my third lap or whatever, they put the airplanes down. They were playing Frisbee and I was watching people play flag football. In other words, what I am saying to you is get don't let this stuff hold you hostage in your crib. Or in your mind, get out, you know, go. I love walking. I like working out. I love to meditate, and I'm going to urge this over and over and over and over. Meditation is not an anti-Christian. Whatever idiot told you that, slap them. Meditation is the highest form of prayer. So I don't care if you're an agnostic, if you're Buddhist, if you're Islamic, if you're Jewish. It doesn't matter. Talk to God. By saying nothing, just listen to him. The pineal gland is what sets the circadian rhythms, right, meaning what makes you go to sleep, wake up. And it also is the key to spirituality because that's associated with the third eye and not that third eye. Some of y'all just nasty. I'm talking about in between your eyebrows. I, I work with some demented people. Y'all pray for my production team. They, I got some 
some passive aggressive freaks working for me. Anyway, so the, but the truth of it is, uh, you know, close your eyes, meditate, and do, and just see, think of the, all these wonderful things you have to be thankful for. Here's the next thing. One of the biggest reasons why this fool is getting on your nerves with whom you work and associate is because you don't manage your time well. And you're going, Dr. D, how in the hell do those two things go together? That don't make no sense. Just keep listening. It does make sense. Because the way that you take time, have you noticed something? Anytime your productive time flies by, think about that. If you are at the gym, time flies by. If you are having fun, time flies by. If you are having sex, okay, well, for some people, maybe if they're having sex, time doesn't fly by. If you're having sex with someone you love or other than having sex with yourself, which that means you and I really need to have a long talk. But let's say you're having sex with a person uh, that you care about, time flies by. Manage your time by utilizing it. You remember I told you at the beginning of this broadcast, I said there's some things you can't get back, lost opportunities. But time, man, you can't get no more time. That's like saying I'm going to catch up on my sleep. How the hell are you going to catch up on your sleep? Like you're going to go to sleep and there's going to be two more hours got that came back on your clock. No, that time is gone, homie. You can't catch up on your sleep, so you can't catch up on life. So You know, here's the deal. We all have the same 168 hours to do what we need to do, and uh, at um, you know at, at work and commuting back and forth to work. Why should we allow ourselves to be miserable? You know, I got a couple a uh, person now that um I, that's very close to me, and I mentor them, and they're going through hell at work. I mean, they are been at a job for a couple of decades and they're going through hell at work and they 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 hired one idiot then another idiot and it's it's just i feel so sorry for this person but here's the deal i said you got two choices you can sit there and wallow in a pity party or really take the time and this is the point i want to get to real quick is god allowed this in your life for a reason you know in the promotion of this show um, I made a comment. I said, are you wondering why God allowed, you heard what I just said, why God allowed chaos in your life? I'm going to tell you why he allowed it in your life. Sometimes we do not listen to our spirits, and sometimes we will not change. We won't let something go. So what does God do? He makes it uncomfortable for you to stay there. You remember that thing about Jonah and the whale? After about two days of fish gut and and funky, he had to make the whale gag and get up out of there, right? Even there are times when, I, you know, I had a friend of mine that had an issue with walking. It wasn't nothing wrong with this child other than stress and in psychosomatic illness, you know. But after that person made the decision and say, you know what, I am not this crippled person that I'm running around here acting like. Now that woman is twisting around here with her little sexy figure and just fine because she made up in her mind that, you know what, I am not going to let my circumstances define me. Maybe it's time for you to do that, huh? Maybe it's time for you to realize that, you know what, God, you are using Shaniqua, a Roy Earl. I hope your damn name is not Roy Earl or Shaniqua if it is. I am not talking about you specifically, but you need to tell your mama, what were you thinking about when you named me? You couldn't come up with something better than that. Come on, what were you watching good times every day while you were pregnant? Anyway, but the good part of it is I'm just teasing. Don't be writing me talking about my name's Shaniqua, and I like my name. Don't don't write me with that. Do not do that. Um, but But the truth is, are you really paying attention to the fact that I, I'm going to do a show on angels and hearing from the Holy Spirit. You do not want to miss that show. I think I'm going to do it Sunday night. But the, the truth of it is, is God is talking to you through your circumstances, and that's why they're uncomfortable right now. It's time for you to leave them. It is time for you to leave that job. It is time for you to leave your mindset. See, some of y'all figure, uh-huh, I knew it was time for me to get the hell up out of here. 
No, boo. It's time for you to get them thoughts and that ugly attitude of yours up out of here. It's, and so in some way, God is trying to move you. Now, he may be trying to move you out of a job because it's just you've been there long enough. He may be trying to move you out of a mindset because you are so accustomed to dysfunctional. Now that somebody is trying to be functional around you, that's not working. Let me be the first to tell you, okay? Take a deep breath. Come on, one more. Your ass is crazy. That's why these circumstances are happening. God has been trying to tell you for the longest. You Look, you are crazy, but you don't have to be. Now, here's the next thing. Are you leaving yourself vulnerable to stress? Whether you're perceiving something as a stressor depends in part on what is your current frame of mind. You know, give you an example. Each thing that we are involved in is a transaction. So just picture it like this. When you're desperate, you will pay anything for whatever. If you are really, 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 really hungry, it's kind of like being on on a flight. You know, I don't fly, Coach. I ain't doing it. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be arrogant, but I, I ain't sitting in, Coach. I'm six, right at six two. I'm 215 pounds. I am not riding, Coach. It's and and then I always get next to this obese person. Or I get next to somebody who wants to talk or talk all the damn time, or, or they musty. I ain't doing. Oh, something else I want to ask y'all. Would would you please tell your friends and relatives to bathe before they get on a plane and try to bring some chewing gum or something because bad breath and body odor do not work on an airline. Okay, I had a flash. Forgive me. But here's the deal. If you are forgetting that every moment you're in is a transaction, don't sell yourself cheap. Stop and prepare yourself. If you're going to work, and you know you're fixing to go in the building with this fool that you can't stand, be it your boss or your coworker, or you know you don't like your in-laws, or you know that you done got married to the wrong damn person, and now you don't have the courage to admit it, take a moment and breathe and just be like, you know what, let me just chill. I done married this fool. I work here. This is part of the territory. And just Stop and ask yourself, am I paying too much for something that ain't all that valuable, like my frame of mind and my peace of mind? Now, here's another thing. If you are a people pleaser like I used to be, saying no makes you feel like you're abandoning someone or you're being a terrible person or throwing, being civil out the window. But, of course, you know that's nothing further from the truth. I'm going to tell you like this. No is a complete sentence. You do not have to say no because. You just know it's a complete sentence. It is. I swear, and that's grammatically correct. No is a complete sentence. Plus, those few seconds of discomfort are well worth avoiding the hours of misery that because you didn't speak up. You do, uh, you know, let me say this to you. There is a difference between caring and worrying. <laughs> Sometimes our mindsets can boost stress. So something else that's really nothing, a small issue, turns into a big problem. We continue worrying and thinking, and we feel that's productive. Child, that is not productive. I'm here to tell you, hell to the no, that ain't productive. Worrying is an attempt to exert control over the future by thinking about it. Now, just think about what I just said. Think about it. That was some good stuff. I need to write that down. Uh, but worrying is an attempt to exert control over the future by thinking about it. Hell no, you can't do it. I don't care how much you think about the future, you won't control it. You can plan for it. Now, when we are caring for someone or something, especially ourselves, we do things that support our advance the best interest of what we care about. See what I'm getting at? In other words, worrying is trying to control the future. Caring is when we're doing proactive, healthy things to try to protect ourselves from stuff that can get us out of sync. Now, here's something I want you to do. 
in order to help you adjust your reaction to working with a fool and being stressed, I want you to write this down. Worrying about blank, whatever it is you're worrying about. So just right now, just write worrying about and draw a line involves what? All right. The next thing I want you to do is write this down. Caring about blank involves what? I know that sounds, I just, let me tell you something. I could send everybody a bill right now, 1.5, 2 point, whatever million of you that are listening to my voice right now. Worrying about blank involves. Caring about blank involves. And see, when you look at the difference between these two things, it's going to move the ball down the path for you. I'm serious. That's some good stuff right there. So here we go back to the toolbox before we get out of here. First, figure out where your stress is coming from. Number B, I love that woman. I know she's just going, I wish that boy would quit making fun of me. Uh, Figure out what you control. You know, there's this serenity prayer that's associated with Alcoholics Anonymous that says, God, give me the wisdom to change the things that I can and accept the things that I can't, you know, and enough sense to know the difference. Ask for some sense because there's probably some of your problems. You ain't got no sense. And then the other thing is do what you love instead of sitting up there tripping. You know what? Go, and I'm not telling you if you fat, go bake no damn cake. I'm telling you to get out the house. Go walking. Go to the mall and window shop. Go to the furniture store and play like you can buy that buy a new bed or something. But get you know, do something you like and take control over your time. Take control over your time. Matter of fact, throw this in there. Create a toolbox of techniques. So you could say when when mama called me with that stuff, I'm gonna say blank and I'm gonna go, Okay, I love you. I'll holler at you in a minute. When my husband does blank, when my wife does blank, I'm going to do blank. And whatever you put in your toolbox, don't put no pistol in it. Put something nice. You know, like whenever she says something ignorant, I'm going to say, baby, I love you. You want to go for a walk? And if she doesn't want to go, no, nah, I want to go for no walk. Well, you go by yourself. And you come back, you may be lucky. She may be gone. He may be gone. Anyway, but the point is take control of it. And then here's the deal. Look at how am I playing into my problem? What am I doing that's making me vulnerable to this mess? What am I saying? How am I acting? And stop smoking weed and drinking, trying to, you know, drink and get your get high your problem away. Quit going around and trying to, you know, have sex with uh, a foreign object or a foreign person or whatever. You know, do something proactive, not, not destructive, because this is your day. This is the day for you to change the rest of your life. Now, here's what I want you to do, some housekeeping. I know my producers are like, you're running on time. Okay, I get it, I get it. Uh, let's do this. I want you to hit the follow button on Blog Talk Radio. If you're listening to me via Blog Talk Radio right now, hit the follow button. It'll allow you to use your Facebook, Twitter account, Pinterest account, whatever to log in. But do that. That way you'll be notified when the show is coming on. Second thing, go to Facebook and go to the D. Yvonne, spell like Ivan, young page, and hit follow or like, whichever one. And when you get an invite, it's because we're selecting this show according to things that you're posting. And I don't know how they do it, but i got some brilliant people working for me. But make sure that you hit the I'm going to attend button. Even if you can't listen live and you're going to hear the archive, hit the I'm going to attend button because we need those statistics, okay? And that's a favor to me. Now, last but not least, I hope this has helped you today. So don't go and slap the hell out of nobody. Don't go and cuss nobody out. Stop and take control over the situation. It's okay to have problems, but it's never okay for problems to have you. With that said, I love you madly. Have an awesome week. Talk to you on Sunday night. Bye now. <laughs> 